0: Amen. And happy spring break. We're excited you're here. Um, Waiting on the lights. They're coming. There we go. Look at that. Let there be lights. So uh, we are continuing on our series, uh, Thy Kingdom Come. And if you weren't here last week, we kicked it off. It's really talking about that. That concept that Jesus talks about over and over in the Bible about bringing heaven to earth, bringing God's will to this earth. Um, many times we look around and we can, we can have the tendency to just say, I give up, uh, this world is a mess. Instead, Christ calls us, he says, you know, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. This is what the kingdom of God is like. This is what you should be about In your world right here and right now. And so we're looking at some of these stories where Jesus kind of pinpoints and he says the kingdom of God is like. And uh, so we're going to look at two more of those stories today. But before we do that, um, we have to play a little game. All right. Uh, All right. Everybody ready to go? Okay. Okay. All right, we're going to play a little Price is Right today, okay? Uh, Price is Right, the longest running game show. It's the game show that we all watch when we're homesick from school. Um, and uh, here we go. Everybody likes Price is Right, right? Okay, everybody can participate. All right, our first item right here is some Nesquik. All right, Nesquik, and it looks like we got one point. Six pounds? Wow, that's a lot of Nesquik. Uh, eighteen ounces. It uh, it is new look, but same great taste. It's chocolate flavor. Thirty-eight servings. Okay, how much is the Nesquik? Lock in your answer. Go ahead. If you've never seen prices right before, you're supposed to be out yelling it out here. Okay, come on. All right, six forty-nine. Hey, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. We got we got a sleepy. Uh, crowd right now okay all right you know what i looked online and so maybe this isn't retail price this isn't king super's price this is more maybe the cheap price but the actual retail price that i found on nesquik you ready for this this is a bargain three dollars and 31 cents that's with the value card and that's maybe with the coupon i don't know all right All right, all right. Uh, Your door number two, wrong game show. No whammies, no, I don't know. Um, All right, so here's the next one, here we go. Okay, we got a master lock, and this is actually a master lock, luggage lock, to keep your valuable possessions uh, from getting like, like sorted through by tsa all right they'll just cut it won't they um all right so here we go master lock uh, let me hear what do we got 786 ten dollars 499 what Six fit. fifty we're getting into this game now uh, now i'm excited all right okay actual retail price six dollars and 79 cents! We were really close. couple people were very close. All right, one more. one more. We won't spend the whole time. You're like, "Come on, let's play prices right. Let's have the showcase showdown. Um, all right, cinnamon toast crunch cinnamon toast crunch Uh, real cinnamon you may not know that but it's made from real cinnamon i thought it was fake cinnamon uh but real cinnamon and the best feature about cinnamon toast crunch we all know is the the milk flavor after cinnamon toast crunch is done right okay all right put in your answer what do we got cinnamon toast crunch four thirty eight $2.75. Two seventy-five. dollars 75 Some people go grocery shopping here. Some people don't. I can tell. <laughs> all right. All right. Actual retail price. I think this is a bargain too. $2.99. Okay. Again, I found this online. It's probably, probably not Amazon Prime or whatever, and it probably costs you another know, dollar to uh, ship. But, all right. There is always kind of this appeal... And um, my wife is a little bit of a bargain shopper. I'm not. Uh, To to just kind of like find the deal. Anybody here a bargain shopper? Anybody out there to find a deal a little bit? I remember once I was on a road trip with a friend of mine. And he had this app. And he was looking for the cheapest gas everywhere. And he's like, if we go down this road 10 miles, we can save like 2 cents on gas. I was like, 2 cents on gas? That means... We're gonna save 16 cents when we fill up the tank and you're going 20 miles out of the way that you you just lost three bucks. Okay. But sometimes it feels good just to feel like, Hey, I got a deal. I remember one of my friends that sold cars told me once he said, here's the key to having people happy. When you sell them a car, it's not giving them a deal. It's making them think that they got a deal. If you make them think that they got a good deal on this car, they will love like coming and buying cars from you. So you say, "Well, I don't know if I could do that, but we'll knock down, we'll knock down a couple hundred bucks, okay?" And then everybody feels good about that, okay? But the scripture that we're going to read today is a realistic view where Jesus kind of presents and poses the question of cost. And poses the question of what is it going to take? And sometimes maybe we become bargain shoppers and we tend to almost have the mindset. We carry our grocery like mindset over into our faith where we say, tell me, Jesus, the minimum amount that it would cost for me to follow you. Have you ever, like, maybe even gotten to that mentality where you said, What is the least that I can do and still be in good shape? God. And Jesus flips that conversation around and gives us a different picture. And so we're going to read some of the scripture he talks about with the kingdom. It says in Matthew 13, 44, it says this, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all that he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. And this is interesting because these little, tiny little short stories are given no explanation whatsoever. Jesus does not interpret it. Some of the other parables, he interprets it and he says, this is what I mean. Jesus gives no explanation, but throws this out. And maybe to set a little bit of the stage to see kind of where this story is coming from is That Jesus has been telling these stories about the kingdom of God. And we read some of those even last week. And he was kind of going in sequence saying, you know what? The world, the kingdom that you guys think about is very different from the kingdom that I think about. And told all these stories. And like we read a couple of them last week about the weeds and about the mustard seed. And all kinds of different stories that he tells. But this one in particular, he does not tell to the mass audience. Most of the other ones, quite a few of the other ones, he's telling it with a big group of people and he's proclaiming he's saying, I want you to explain something about existence and about the world. And he tells everybody about this. This one in particular is just with his disciples in a small setting and he's talking to them and he's individually talking to them and saying, let me tell you something that may not be that message That everybody is willing to accept or embrace. But in this setting right here, I want to explain something to you. And he says that the kingdom of heaven is like a hidden treasure. And he says the kingdom of heaven is like a fine pearl. It was a spring break audience that Jesus like gathered around and was talking to. So this is good. We got a cozy little setting today. That he said, this is... Something I want you to recognize. I, I kind of think, and I kind of, this is a little bit of my own thinking around this story. I think that Jesus was maybe even telling them something that they fully wouldn't fully understand until much later in time. That he was telling them something that maybe he was hoping that they would remember this story long after he was gone. Because there would be times where the disciples went through some significant testing of what does it cost. Significant questioning on the cost of what it means to follow Jesus. I've said it before, but it bears repeating that the disciples, the followers of Jesus, had very difficult lives after Jesus left the earth. That, they, that many of them, most of them, gave up their life for the faith. Many of them uh, like, faced severe and difficult persecution. Many of them traveled to lo- long distances in very difficult circumstances and came upon hostile people. And can you imagine in those moments, maybe long after Jesus is gone, stopping and thinking, wow, did I really count? That cost, is it truly worth it? And many times in life, we're maybe, uh, in some ways, just like the the man who finds the hidden treasure, kind of surprised at how much something costs. We're surprised by that. We're surprised at how much, like, what what it really entails. You know, when you take your um, child home from the hospital, they don't necessarily, like explain to you all the sleepless nights that are going to follow and all the drama and all the difficulty and the stinking cost of what it's going to be like to do this. But we don't think about that in those moments and probably rightfully so. We don't think about that because we're overwhelmed by something bigger and greater, something huge. And that's the picture that Jesus is starting to paint. So let's look at these stories a little bit more detail. As you see, that Jesus is trying to communicate something that is really important for all of us to grasp at if we're going to live a life where we say we're following Jesus' path instead of what everybody else is doing. is Jesus is talking about priorities. He's talking about what's most important. And so the first little story, and both of them are very similar, the first little story is really, he's saying somebody comes upon a hidden treasure. It's almost a surprise in some way. It's almost like they stumble upon something. And there may have been a moment in time in your life where all of a sudden you were going one path and there was this incredible realization or this incredible moment where God intersected your life and you said, what I thought about the world before is different. Wow, I found something. This aha moment, this moment in time where all of a sudden you're like, what I thought the world was like is not what it was like. And maybe, you've, maybe you were captivated and God's spirit grabbed a hold of you for you to recognize that there is an offering and an opportunity for forgiveness And grace and eternal life and something beyond this existence that is big and huge and you stumble upon this. And this is kind of the picture that we see with this person is he comes upon this treasure and immediately what he does is he goes and he buys the field to secure the rights of the treasure. And you can imagine what maybe people might have thought as this person is getting rid of and selling everything to buy a plot of land. Then maybe others think that's not worth it and it's not valuable. But he recognizes the value beyond what other people can see. The story is similar for the story of the Merchant looking for fine pearls. Is he, the, the one difference is this person is going out and seeking and looking and searching for something of value and finally comes upon it and says, wow, I've never seen a more beautiful, valuable pearl. And in this moment, sells everything to get this pearl. Maybe a particular expert, A particular person that says knows exactly what it's like when they find the real thing and he finds it and sells everything. Can you think for a moment about the people around this, these two individuals, the people that are looking on the people that are looking on. Imagine this merchant that's got a pearl in a pocket and is walking around and is penniless other than this pearl has given up everything for this one possession, this one infinite worth, this one pearl that he knows is so valuable, is walking around and would seem to many people around as, man, somebody to be pitied in a way. This person has nothing. This person has nothing of value whatsoever And it may be the type of person that if you encountered, you may toss them five bucks to go get, you know, lunch for the day because you felt sorry for them. And I think many times the disciples and the followers of Christ were encountered in that way. Is that people saw them and they're like, those guys had left a lot of things and sacrificed a lot and they don't really have a lot of money. Who are these guys? In the book of Acts, uh, Peter and John are going around and proclaiming to people about Jesus. And other people, they're starting to kind of cause a little bit of a stir. And and some of the leaders, the religious leaders, brought them in to like ask them and try to figure out what was going on. And they brought them in and they looked at them and they said, these guys are nobodies. They looked at them and they, their assessment of it is... These are just ordinary people that have no particular training. They just look like people that just seem like we're not important at all. And they kind of said, I don't know who these guys, what, what is going on here with these guys? But what they didn't recognize is what the disciples did. Is that there was something of infinite worth that they were willing to give everything for. And so... They had a hidden treasure or an invaluable uh, pearl, fine pearl, that other people did not grasp or realize. Sometime, if you are going to fully embrace what Jesus is saying, the kingdom of God, sometimes we have to be the type of people that others look at and say, what are they doing with their life? It seems like they're spending Just wasting their time. On beautiful spring days, they're sitting inside an auditorium and listening to some guy blather on about Nestle Quick. Why are they wasting their life with things like this? Why are they worried about things like this? It seems like that's not really valuable. They have a point. We should go outside. It is really nice today, right? Maybe we should finish up the service outside. All right. Um, We're not going to. Uh, I just teased that a little bit. But there's times where people may look and see something, and it doesn't quite add up. And this is what Jesus is explaining, that there is something different that you pursue when you pursue me. When you pursue me, it's a different category, and it's different things that you're pursuing. It's different things that you care about. It's different things that you seek. And so it's something that each and every one of us have to ask is, do we count the cost? Do we seek it? Is it something that really matters to us? That we would be willing to give up other things for it. I've, I've said many times, and it's one of those lessons and one of those teachings that I've communicated that I know very few people listen to. But there's times where you got to throw out stuff just because you know it's true. And many times, it's, it's a lesson even for me. But I believe in our time and era. You ready for this one? I believe in our time and era, it is really hard for us to fully embrace the message of Christ because we have so much wealth and we have so much stuff. It's really hard. And that's a really hard thing for us to grasp in our time and culture because it seems as though, you know, like, like the... the, the stuff all around us just kind of consumes us and gets to us. And many times what happens is we you know, we just get stressed out by stuff and we're thinking about acquiring more stuff and everybody around us is thinking about more stuff and we're thinking about getting that raise. and And this is kind of just our whole world. So it's really hard to talk about these kinds of things. But Jesus said clearly in Scripture, some people who are really wealthy just... Can't find me. They can't find me. Because they're too wealthy. And they have too much. And they're not willing to, like, give up that, those other things. It's too much of a priority in their life. It's a hard thing in our world to grasp but many places around the world where there's poverty and there's all of these other situations where it seems like life is so much harder, some of those places you'll find people filled with joy and purpose and direction that we cannot even grasp in our world. And you find people in some of the most poor, difficult situations not having the same kind of... Uh, Issues of depression and sadness and just overall just kind of gloom that we do in our culture. It's a weird dichotomy, but it's something that Jesus is picking at a little bit here and saying, guess what? There's things that you think are valuable that really aren't. And the things that are really valuable, if you find it, that's what you need to pursue. And so the question is, is will you seek that? instead of other things? Will you seek his kingdom instead of other things? And let's be very clear that's, that kingdom and Jesus' kingdom has a lot to do with what we value. Matthew six nineteen, Jesus said, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And then verse 33, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. He's saying, you see, the treasure and the kingdom of the world is tied up in all of these material worries and concerns. But my kingdom is different and is not of this world. And so store up your treasures in things that really matter. Store up for yourself treasures in things that will last. And look at the two phrases that he uses in verse 33. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Christ's kingdom, Christ's way, Christ's will, Christ's kingdom, and Christ's righteousness, which is another important little point to add on there. Christ's standards, God's values, God's way of life, instead of everybody else's standards or everybody else's way of life. Seek those things, those ways, that kingdom. And that will have an eternal treasure. Something that will last. You know, before we close, I want to kind of give you a little bit of another picture of this passage. Because it's something that I had never uh, grasped before. But um, I came across the fact that this passage of scripture was preached about in many different ways than we talk about it. Um, today in our world, is that the early church a lot of times would preach this passage about this merchant and the pearls, and actually how they preached it was in reverse of how I'm preaching it today. Many times what they would preach about is they would say, the merchant looking for pearls was actually Jesus. And they said the merchant that was seeking after those fine pearls is was Jesus and that's what he did with his life. He showed up to this earth and he searched and he went after and he looked for what was of infinite value. And when he found it, he gave up his life for humanity. And when you flip that story around, you start to grasp and start to understand Kind of the layers of what Jesus was communicating to us about his kingdom. And when we reflect on Jesus' life, we begin to start flipping around some of those priorities that sometimes we have. And realize, wow, what did Jesus care about? What What was Jesus concerned with? Of course, in a few weeks, we'll reflect on Christ's death and resurrection but being stripped naked and beaten and hung on a cross, you have to have like something pretty valuable that you're willing to, to, to go through that. You have to, you have, to like, have something straight in your mind about what is important and what is not important in that moment in time. And, and Jesus is... Communicating to his disciples and telling them something that maybe they wouldn't fully grasp or understand until later on but that this is what he how he would live and this is the call that is given to us to say what will you truly value in life? Will you count the cost? Will it be something that you're willing to to really pay the price for? And so for us, the situation is maybe not life and death, but the situation should still come on us and it should be something that's convicting and pushing us a little bit, is how are we searching and how are we seeking? We have the picture of Jesus going place to place, looking for that fine pearl and finally finding it and giving up everything for it. How... Hard do we search? How much effort do we put in to seeking that treasure in our lives? How much time, effort, energy do we put into it? I, I'll be uh, honest with you and admit that there's many times I am bargain shopping in my faith, and I'm looking around and saying. How, what can I do to get by? How can I buy the cheapest possible pearl I could find and pass it off as the real deal? And the image that we have of Jesus saying, this is what the true kingdom is like. Somebody who grasped the value and the worth of the the things that I'm telling you and understands what this existence is all about. If you capture that, if you get that, if you see it, you give everything for that. Not just kind of a passive, hey, if I can get a good deal on it, or if it's simple, or if it's really easy, I'm in. No, it's something that, that... is more worthy than that. It costs more than that. It's more important than that. Will you pray with me? God, it's my prayer in this room that we would grasp some of these stories and some of these illustrations that you're giving us. It's hard sometimes to fully grasp it because We get consumed with our kingdoms and our world. But God, we pray your kingdom would come and your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray that the kingdom that is not of this world would prevail. Your kingdom. We pray that people would realize the infinite worth and opportunity that we have to find a relationship with you. And that whether we bump into it or if we're seeking after it, that we would recognize the value of it when we see it. I would like you to take a moment right now and to think about How hard you've searched. How hard have you sought after this prize, this great treasure? Because we can all recognize that if God is the creator of the universe, if God holds eternity in his hands, if God really is who he says he is in scripture, that this is the biggest thing that we can ever sort out in our life and this is the treasure that is of infinite worth and is worth everything and all other things should be given up in pursuit of this treasure. If it's true, then this treasure is of infinite worth. How are you seeking? How are you pursuing? God, I just pray that you'd be with each and every one of us right now and help us to recognize and realize how valuable the gift is that you've offered to us. Help us to embrace it and accept it and hold that up as our one prized possession.